are you growing as a songwriter? Am I growing as a songwriter? These are the questions that we should be asking ourselves all the time. We want to make sure that we are better songwriters today than we were a year ago and certainly better than we were five years ago. So in this episode of the Songwriter Theory Podcast, we are going to be talking about how we can know if we are actually growing as songwriters and some things we can do to make sure that we continue to grow as songwriters. Let's talk about it. Hello, friend. Welcome to another episode of the Songwriter Theory Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Joseph Adala. Honored that you would take some time out of your busy day to talk songwriting with me. If you haven't already, be sure to grab my free guide on 20 different ways to start writing a song. It is shorter, and yet it has 10 more ways to start writing a song. Really trimmed down the older version of the guide that was only 10 ways to start writing a song. So I think it's like half the length or something like that, but it has a lot more in it, but it's less reading, which I think we all want. So be sure to grab that songwritertheory.com slash free guide for 20 different ways to start writing a song. If you've been stuck creatively recently, or if you're new to songwriting and just want some different ideas as to where to actually start with a song, this guide is for you. So be sure to Grab that again, songwritertheory.com slash free guide. So the first idea that we need to get into is how to know whether we're actually growing or not. And I think there's basically two easy ways to know if we're growing or not. One is that we shouldn't feel that comfortable while songwriting, at least sometimes. It's okay to write some songs in our comfort zone. I'm a big fan of having a bread and butter way to write songs that you do write a decent amount of songs with. But sometimes if, if songwriting for six months now has just been like you go through the motions and it never is kind of frustrating or you don't feel like you're doing something that's really outside of your comfort zone with the sound that you're going for, the way that you're writing a song, then that's maybe an indication that we need to figure out, oh, doesn't seem like I'm actively working towards growing as a songwriter, so I need to rectify that. I need to change that. And then another way, the easiest way, is what we should all have to a degree is that when we look at songs from our past, we don't rate them as highly now as we would have then. So when you and I look back at a song we wrote, let's say 10 years ago, we should definitely think, oh, yeah. On average, I'm writing songs now that are better than maybe what even my best song was 10 years ago. Or maybe not that extreme, right? But on average, if we were to take my 2023 versus my 2013, I certainly hope that my 2023 quality is higher than my 2013 quality. And we certainly can do that going back even as shortly as last year. Now, Certainly, it could be a thing where we have maybe an off year or something. So maybe don't get too upset at yourself if you feel like last year was a better year for you for songwriting than this year has been so far. I don't think that's necessarily the end of the world, but certainly you want the trend line to be going up. You want to make sure that if you go back two, three years, you can see some significant growth. And then if you go two, three years back from there, you also see some significant growth. Growth happens when we get outside of our comfort zone. In our comfort zone, we're not going to grow. If you think about it, 
you don't learn to swim by watching a video on how to swim, right? Or obsessing over listening to podcasts on how to swim. You have to get in the water, right? You have to face your fear that you may or may not have. And you have to kind of get into the danger zone a little bit. Now, hopefully you're smart and you're not going out in the middle of the ocean your first time swimming. That's not a good place to learn, right? But to a degree, you have to take a bit of a risk in order to actually learn to swim. Same with riding a bike. When we all took our training wheels off, we probably fell a few times, right? But you needed to fall. You needed to push yourself and and make sure that you were riding your bike at the edge of your ability or even past the edge of your ability in order to learn how to go from the tricycle or the bike with the training wheels or whatever it was to a bike where it's just two wheels. So almost certainly, if we're too comfortable in our songwriting, we probably aren't growing. And as humans, I think we always default to comfort. We always want to be comfortable. So we have to actively fight against that. The default is for us to not grow. The default is for us to not push ourselves to be better. The default is to keep going back to the same tried and true things that we already know we're good at. And we need to fight against that because we want to be better tomorrow. We want to be better next year. We want to be better five years from now than we are today. So the question then is, how do we get outside our comfort zone? And there are a whole bunch of different ways, and we're going to talk through several of them. So one connects to the free guide I talked about, your starting place. So maybe you're super comfortable grabbing your acoustic guitar and writing from there. And we've talked about this ad nauseum, so at this point, I'm going to not belabor. Go check out the free guide, songwritertheory.com slash free guide, if you're new here and you haven't heard me talk about this. But, you know, maybe we're comfortable with starting our song with an acoustic guitar chord progression or a stock chord progression, but not so comfortable with starting our song with a beat or with a melody. So that's a way to push ourselves, to start a song not with the instrument that we normally start our song with. Also, style. And this doesn't have to be something as big as genre. I'm not saying that even though you're a country artist, you need to write a metal song and then figure out your R&B voice and then go write a, a folk song, which I guess is closer to country. But you don't have to do that. But certainly changing up the feel. If, if all of our songs are kind of ballads, then that's a good sign that maybe we need to push ourselves and do something that's maybe a little more catchy. Maybe we've never done something that has sort of a funky, catchy feel before, so we need to go in that direction. Or maybe we've never had a song that's kind of aggressive. We just have songs that tend to be more beautiful and calm. So maybe it's time to go aggressive with our sound. Whatever the general feels your songs tend to have, try to figure out what's a feel for songs that's out there that I've never done before. And then speed. We've talked about this a little bit recently, so again, I will not belabor this point, but if you write fast and you don't really edit, then maybe it's time to actually start editing your songs. If you're the type of person that says, I write a song a day, or I've never gone a week without writing a song, 
And when you say writing a song, you mean that you started and finished a song. And if that's you, then probably, probably you are in the camp of it probably would be helpful for you to push yourself in the editing department. You're already good at quantity. Great. Now it's time to emphasize quality. Because sometimes quantity can lead to quality, but also time leads to quality, right? If you throw a book out there after writing for a month, it's not going to be good. The core of it might be good. So maybe with editing, it could become your great book. But generally, if you start and finish a book in a month, it's not going to be a good book. Nobody's going to want to read that book. Of course, there are always some very rare exceptions. But in the same way, if all our songs are songs that are written in a day, they're probably all going to be kind of mid. They're probably all going to be kind of mid. And that's fine if you then take that song that you wrote the first draft of in an hour or in a day, and then you edit it into something good. And then there's those of us that are on the other side that probably could relax a little bit and uh, maybe be a little less laborious about the entire songwriting process. And we could use some practice with just going. I bet you can tell which camp I'm in. Uh, if you've been a listener for a long time, you already know. But if you're new here, you probably can figure out which camp I'm in. Because there's value in both, right? Sometimes we need to get out of our own heads. Some of us l lean too much into uh, obsessing over qual quality and the craft, and we never let go and just kind of do stuff sometimes, where sometimes there is magic to that. Sometimes there is magic to that. And then there's other people who, you know, maybe they have a bunch of songs with potential, but they're never any better than just having potential because they never edit it into something good. So whichever camp you fall into, push yourself to practice the other thing. So for me recently, I've been doing a thing where at least three nights a week, I force myself to start and finish a song in an hour. I literally set a timer on my phone and I have to start and finish a song in an hour. The lyrics are usually not very good by the end. And usually I have to simplify the music way more than I usually would. Usually it turns into one riff or one chord progression that's going to be for the whole song because I only have an hour. I don't have that much time to figure out a bunch of different chord progressions and, and also, you know, get real deep with the lyrics and, and figure out a really intricate storyline. No, I do some sort of tried and true outlines for songs because you only have an hour. So there are certainly some limitations with that, but it's good to always push ourselves in the direction that we're, we're not used to. So if you're somebody who's uncomfortable with the idea of editing, it's time to start editing. If you're somebody that is uncomfortable with just going and finishing a song in an hour, do the same thing I'm doing. Challenge yourself the same way I'm challenging myself. Set a timer for an hour, force yourself to start and finish a song. And then there's subject. What do you mostly write about? And then conversely, what haven't you written about? It's very easy to kind of write a bunch of songs and not even really think about the fact that every single song is a love song or a breakup song or something like that. And that we've never talked about a bunch of different artistic subjects that might intrigue us or interest us. And there's so many different things that are interesting and compelling about the human condition. I think too many times people you know, take that and they're like, well, all there is is love. And then I can talk about like how I went to the Wendy's drive-thru. Like there's a, so many things to talk about for the human existence. And 
just look at so many books and movies and all the different themes that are there. And you can take that a theme from your favorite book or your favorite movie, and you can explore that same theme or that same idea or same subject matter. You can even take your favorite book or movie and literally write a song that covers the same thing. Are you a big Brandon Sanderson fan? You can take Mistborn or whatever book of his is your favorite and literally do that, but in song. Obviously, you're going to have to simplify because you don't have a whole book, but Think of ways that you can push yourself outside of your subject comfort zone. Another great way to do this, uh, something that I've kind of explored a little bit, is if you plan to do an EP with a specific theme, and then it's sort of of like a concept album, but not maybe that stringent, but a little more stringent than just writing songs. Um, So if you have an EP, which is probably going to be three to six songs, probably four or five most of the time, And you force yourself that like this EP has a theme. It has an idea. And that idea is maybe something you haven't really written about or you haven't written about that much. That can force yourself to write more outside your comfort zone in subject matters that you haven't touched on before. Collaboration versus not collaboration. So for me, I have never, well, never is maybe a strong word. I have basically never collaborated on a song. I've sort of co-written for like a a minute, a little more than a minute, with two different people. Uh, The guitarist in my band back in the day, we did maybe a little bit of sort of co-writing. It maybe was more him being a big part of the arranging, but there was a little bit of co-writing there, maybe. Um, And then there was one other guy in college that we sort of tried to co-write together, and then I got busy with my own band, so it, it never really happened. All to say... Co-writing is something I have very little experience with. And part of the reason is that most of the time, stylistically, I like doing it on my own. I can do it on my own. I like doing it on my own. I like being in control of every element of a song. Um, So that's what I've always done. That being said, right now, there's two specific people. and, And in general, I would like to expand beyond that, that I want to at least try writing a song with. Uh, So I've been talking with them about it, uh, not over and over at this point, but I bring it up for sure. And a part of it is to stretch outside of my comfort zone. Now, I still maintain that I think, generally speaking, the best songs are going to come from one person, because I think one person has a unique human experience that when they put into song, just cannot be matched by multiple people because multiple people have a different experience of anything. So if me and another person write a song about a breakup and it's the next day after a breakup, you wake up in the morning, here's what you're feeling. The way I imagine that and the way somebody else imagines that, no matter how much we try to talk it out, it's just not going to be exactly the same. The things, the subtleties of what I would feel is not going to be the same as them. So to me, I think the more people you write with, sometimes it can get more generic and then generic usually ends up being less memorable. So while I stand by that, I also think it's a good thing to do to grow. Um, partially because somebody might push you in a direction you yourself would never go, right? Whether that's in an arranging way, whether that's in songwriting style, maybe even a certain lyrical style that you would just never write in. Because I know for me, and maybe for you too, there are lots of bands or artists that I really admire or that I just really enjoy that have a lyrical style I personally would never write in. Even some of my favorite artists are like 
I like a lot about them and even their lyrical style I might like, but it, it, it isn't quite the same way that I choose to communicate through my lyrics. Now, it's not to say that I think all my songs have the exact same lyrical style, but we tend to have a lyrical style, right? That's sort of our artistic voice, which I think is great. But I'll give an example because I brought this up on the live stream last week, which, by the way, if you were wondering, why wasn't there a podcast last week? Because last week's podcast was the live open mic, which I did with Chad Shank uh, and also with Reagan Ram of Orpheus Audio Academy, which... Uh, are two people I've worked with before. Love those guys. And hopefully you guys like that show as well. I've heard good things so far, but by the way, leave comments under it and let us know what you think or what you want us, where you want us to take the show in the future. But anyway, um, the 1975 is an artist that might surprise you that I like, I consider them a guilty pleasure of mine. I feel like I shouldn't like them, but I really like them. And by that, I mean, do I listen through whole albums? No. But pretty much any of their singles, I get a real kick out of. And Matty Healy, I believe is his name, I think is a fantastic lyricist. Now, his lyrical style is not one that I would ever do. But I think his lyrical style is great. Uh, He's quite good with words, actually. Which you might not notice because it just sounds like kind of poppy, whatever. But like the lyrics are actually quite good. Uh, Not always, but uh, largely he's a very good lyricist, I think. And that's just an example of the stylistically, his voice is not what mine would ever be, but I actually like it. So if I cover it with somebody who similarly, I kind of like their artistic voice, it's just not mine. That could be a good way to push myself outside of the comfort zone. And the same thing would be true for you. Or maybe you're someone Some people I hear this from, there are people who are like, oh, I'm just a musician. So I collaborate with people to write the lyrics or I'm a lyricist. So I collaborate with somebody to write the music. And that's great if that's what you need to do for now or you feel you need to do for now. But my challenge to you is push yourself outside of the comfort zone. Get out of your own head a little bit, uh, because guess what? You absolutely are capable of writing lyrics and you absolutely are capable of writing music. Even if you don't know anything about music, you certainly can start. And yeah, you're going to have to start simple probably because if you don't know anything about music, you probably are going to have to start with a stock chord progression and just improvising a melody, being a decent enough vocalist that you can do that, which really just means you can carry a tune essentially. Um, so collaborate versus not collaborating. Good way to push ourselves outside of our comfort zone. Point of view. This came up in the live stream too, I think. But a lot of times I think we don't even consider using other points of view. And I'm not even just talking about like you can not talk from your point of view, but you can put yourself in a character's point of view that actually isn't you. And that's one way, right? You do not have to write all your songs where the I in the song is actually you, right? The I in the song can be somebody else. And... But, but also, you don't have to do direct address, which direct address is I and you, right? It's where the you of the song is the person who broke up with me or something. We also can do, technically, we can do second person and first person, but those are more rare. Third person, though, is fairly common, still not even close to direct address, because probably like 95% of songs are in direct address. But third person is where you have stuff like he or she. There is no clear I, because the person singing the song or the narrator 
is someone that may or may not be is not actually involved in the story right it's it's like a you, you sort of have the god angle if you will so take a song like rocky mountain high by john denver even though the he in that song is absolutely john denver he's talking about himself he utilizes the third person point of view which gives the song a totally different feel it gives it a more objective feel because once i say i and you and and me all of a sudden we lose that bit of objectivity right it tends to be more about my feelings and my perception of what's going on but if you ever want to give something a more objective feel a great way to go is to go with third person and either way if you just haven't tried writing a song in one or the other probably i think all of us default to direct address uh, be curious. Let me know in the comments down below if you're on YouTube, if you're somebody that actually defaults to third person. Uh, I feel like that doesn't, like no one on planet Earth defaults to that when it comes to songwriting, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, and then another one is to start with a songwriting prompt or challenge. Not a huge fan of the term prompt, just because usually I think when people think of songwriting prompts, they think of other writing prompts where it's like, put yourself in the position of being in an apartment complex with your mom, Susie Poo, in 1897, and you're in Chicago. It, like, it gets so specific, and it's like, I don't resonate with this at all. I don't care. So not that kind of song prompt, but just something where you sort of challenge yourself, such as write a song with only two chords. There's a challenge. In fact, there's a challenge I challenge you to in the next week or so. Write a song with two chords. Probably it's going to be your one chord and four chord or one chord and five chord. It doesn't have to be. Maybe your one chord and your minor three chord. That could be interesting. Um, or some songs will just use the four and five chord and never actually get to the one chord, which then would make it uh, sound like it's possibly in a mode rather than in, in major. But that's neither here nor there. Write a song with two, <laughs> with two chords or write a song without a chorus. These are the type of things that I think sometimes we don't even consider. Like, not all songs have a chorus. In fact, back in the day, choruses didn't even really exist, or it wasn't the norm. Uh, even, even going back to, like, the, the 50s or 40s, like, choruses, I guess, were starting to become popular, probably somewhere in the 50s, 60s. I'm not exact on this, but if you go back and listen to the older songs, a lot of them just have a refrain, which is usually just, like, a repeated line or so at the end of every verse, but it's not really a whole song section. So write a song without a chorus or build a song off of a killer bass line, right? Your challenge is write a great bass line, Joseph, and then we'll start developing it into a song. But you're not allowed to start writing the song until you have the bass line first. Or write a song that uses a different or custom guitar tuning, right? That's a challenge that you can usher to yourself. Something I did was I forced myself to write a song off of inventing a guitar tuning because I heard Johnny Resnick of the Goo Dolls, who I was a big fan of, still am a fan of, although admittedly I haven't liked any music they put out since like 2014 or something, but <laughs> neither here nor there. Um, so I, I wrote a whole song just off of the challenge to myself of like, oh, part of the guitar sound that I really love from the Goo Goo Dolls is an acoustic guitar in some sort of exotic made up open tuning. So I decided I'm going to make my own open tuning. Now, the downside with that is I can never like play that song because I only have one acoustic guitar. And what am I going to do? Buy another acoustic guitar just to keep in one tuning for one song. 
So there's downsides to that, but but it's but it resulted in what at the time was probably my third best song I'd ever written, fourth maybe, somewhere in there. Um, and it all came just from forcing myself to write a song with a custom guitar tuning, or force yourself to do a different style of instrument that you haven't done before. If you haven't done finger picking on your guitar yet, do that. If you haven't done pick picking, do that. Uh, write a song in 3-4 time or 5-4 time. And really, if, if you haven't done 3-4, do 3-4, right? Because 3-4 is not even exotic at all. Or 6-8, doesn't really matter. 3-4, 6-8, essentially the same. If you haven't done that, do that. Because you would be shocked how big of a difference it can make and how inspired it, it can get you to be. Now, if you've already done plenty of 3-4, and you're like, Joseph, who out there hasn't done a 3-4 song? Hey, it's really easy to kind of just default to 4-4 four, four, over and over and over and over again. So I'm sure lots of people have. But if you are a person that thinks, oh, I've blown through all those basic time signatures. Okay. Now it's time to think of something like 5-4, something a little less conventional. Or if you've already done 5-4, all right, maybe try something even more exotic. Or write a song that's under three minutes if you lean towards longer songs or write a song that's over five minutes. If you lean towards shorter songs, you're the type of person that is trying to write TikTok songs that could actually be played in under a minute or just are catering your music to this day and age of small attention spans. Force yourself to write something that is longer. Write a song with no repetition, something like Bohemian Rhapsody, which at least song section-wise, there's no repetition. Once you hear a song section, it is never coming back. There's no form of chorus or repeated verse, nothing. Nothing. It's just song section, song section, song section with really no repetition except for sort of repeating lines. Uh, but even that is within a section. Once you're out of that section, it's never coming back. So that's something else we can do. Or, you know, simplify your chorus. Maybe you've never had a chorus where the whole thing is just one line repeated i'm gonna bring up the 1975 again because i guess they're on my mind now but their song the sound the whole chorus is just one line repeated over and over and over again and that can work that can work great especially if you're going for something more poppy then of course it's gonna uh very often work great so here's your challenge pick one of the things we talked about or something we didn't talk about but was alluded to and pick one way to get outside of your comfort zone this week. And then if you want to be a real tryhard, there's more or less nine weeks left in the year. Or maybe you're listening to this podcast or watching this on YouTube later. And it's no longer the date that it is now, which is October 23rd, 2023. Which is not when the, that's not, that's not when it's coming out anyway. So either, either way, this is when I'm recording it. Just say to yourself, all right, I'm going to write down on paper for the next 10 weeks or nine weeks or whatever you want, one specific challenge that I will give to myself about, hey, you know, this week I'm going to write a song with two chords. That's it. Next week, I'm going to write a song with no chorus. Then next week, I've never really gone out of my comfort zone with my instruments. So I'm going to force myself to do finger picking on my acoustic guitar rather than just strumming. Doesn't matter what you choose, but that is my, if you want to go even farther, 
challenge to you is try something like that. And just in general, get in the habit of constantly thinking about ways you can push yourself outside of your comfort zone. Sometimes it results in great stuff. I've, I found that usually more often than not when I do a song challenge to myself, like for example, I've done the, the two chord song challenge. I thought the song came out great. Is it one of my best? No, but it's, it's solid. It's good. Um, uh, and, and then the, the, the acoustic guitar tuning, the different tuning. I thought that one came out great. The first song that I ever forced myself to start with a bass line and have a killer bass line first. I thought that song was great. I mean, on, on the album I released with my band way back in the day, of the four best songs, two of them came from these challenges. One was the acoustic guitar alternate tuning and the other one was the bass line. And those are probably, in my opinion, of the 11 song album, 10 song album, 11, I don't remember now, but uh, those are probably, in my opinion, the third and fourth best songs. Third and fourth best songs. And it also pushes you to just become a better songwriter because if you do force yourself to only do a two chord song, to keep a two chord song interesting, you have to do something other than just use chords to keep it interesting. Right. And usually chords aren't what's keeping a song interesting anyway, but two chords can get really laborious and get really boring sounding if you're not building the song and doing something interesting in the arrangement or you're doing something interesting vocally. Also, a two chord song, if, it, if it's the same chord progression of two chords over and over and over again, that's a great opportunity to have layered things where like the melody the melody of your verse, the melody of your chorus, and the melody of your bridge all go on top of the same chord progression that's only two simple chords, then maybe you can fit them all together and the finale of your song, the end of your song, can be a verse being sung while a cho the chorus is being sung while the bridge is being alluded to again or maybe sung again. You can do cool stuff like that that you maybe haven't thought of doing before. So again, in conclusion, go out this week pick at least one of these challenges or your own challenge. Figure out how to get out of your comfort zone, even if it's going back to one of the earlier points. You know, co-writing, changing your point of view, the subject, the speed at which you write, the style with which you write, uh, the starting place, which again, if you want help with the starting place, great place to start. If you want the easiest one of all, grab my free guide, songwritertheory.com slash free guide. There's 20 different ways to start writing a song. Literally pick one of those you haven't done before. Boom. Challenge complete. Done. Great. Awesome. Thank you for listening. I appreciate every single one of you. Hope you're having a great week so far. Hope you continue to have a great week. Go out there, keep songwriting, and I'll talk to you in the next one.